0: We did it.
1: We're we're rolling.
0: I'm going to... Oh, shit. We're recording. I'll remember that next time you ask me to make you a drink. You going, Evan? I
2: was waiting on these two to get done bickering. Hey, everyone. This is Evan with the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast here, coming at you with another episode of Tuesday Tips, where we just give you the tip. (laughs) Nice.
1: That might be the new slogan. I like it.
2: Yeah, that plays. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, so on this uh, segment, we're going to talk about some hunting slash gear tips. And uh, first off, the one I got, it's a term we use in the military. It's kind of cliche and tacky, but whatever, fuck it, full sin. Um, it's just called a gear shakeout. So basically what I mean by that is you order a new piece of equipment. It doesn't matter what it is. For example, me, I just bought a new saddle. Um, I'm a super novice uh, archery hunter, bow hunter, and definitely a novice saddle hunter, Um, And so before I go get in the woods, I'm just going to put all, put the saddle on, not only in gym shorts and a t-shirt and make sure everything fits, but in my hunting clothes, put it on, make your adjustments, see what you like, walk around with it, walk around your house, climb a tree in it, all that stuff and see what you like, what you don't like. So you can make those modifications. So you're not figuring out in the woods, same for basically any gear from a new sling on your rifle to a new hunting pack, to a new pair of boots. Make sure it's just basically any piece of gear, new gear that you're going to get. And I'm sure a lot of people do this, but I also know that a lot of people don't. And the reason I know that is because I heard people saying like, oh shit, I got in the woods and then realized that I didn't like how this was set up. Or I was doing this and I realized that it was in the wrong spot and I couldn't reach it. So all those little things, and it'll just make you that much more comfortable, which is going to make you that much more successful. And not to mention when you're doing those long sits, it's going to make you happy. You're not going to hit that, you know, whatever you want to call it. If it's a, if it's a backpack and you're walking forever and you didn't adjust it right, you didn't, you you realize that you got a pinch on your um, hip, hip belt. you, You can sort all that stuff out. Let me rephrase. You can sort a lot of that stuff out prior to getting out in the woods when you're actually on a 10 mile trek or a week long hunting trip or just Walking on your private land, so there's my tip. Yeah, that's a great one. <clears throat> Something that I've def- definitely had myself. You know, you
1: get out there and you're like, "Damn, this is this doesn't work. This is stupid. I should have I should have prepped this." Or you know, when you're talking backcountry hunting, it can have fairly big effects. You- you know, your, your feet matter in the, in really anytime, but in the backcountry country world, especially, especially your feet are, are paramount and, and guys will go out with shitty boots or they'll go out with unbroken boots or shitty socks and they haven't prepped. They haven't put the miles on in the off season. That's something you have to do. So like whatever, if you're, if you're planning a hunt out West, or if you're planning, you know, even just hunting a tree stand, put your set, get your setup together, go, go on some hikes, go on some
2: rucks, figure out how that shit needs to be configured. Just like Evan's saying, that's a great tip. Yeah. And on that, so when me, Luke and Perry were talking about this and Luke first pitched the idea of the Tuesday tips, um, I asked, like, would you would you want personal failures to that are driving some of these tips and tips? And he said, yeah. And so personally, I have experienced that where I bought a new piece of gear, I thought it was going to be similar to something I had, and then I took it out in the woods and it wasn't. And I'm talking tactical gear for my job or hunting gear. I've experienced both. And so I've learned that it's just it it's it's worth looking like an idiot walking around your neighborhood and your decked out camo, whatever. I don't care about how I look. I care about how I feel when I'm out there actually using it. And for example, I mentioned a rifle sling. Like I bought a rifle sling that I was super pumped for. It was like the latest and greatest. It was one of those backpack slings. And it just did not work for the rifle that I had set up. It works for one of my others, but the one that I bought it intending to put it on, it just did not work, and it was miserable. And I learned the hard way. I was in the woods, and I ended up just carrying the rifle the whole time and taking the sling off and putting it in my backpack because it just didn't fit what I was using it for.
1: Yeah,
2: I got an example as well. I Perry got his saddle. John's had
1: a saddle for a while, so last year I got saddle envy, and I ordered one after our October whitetail hunt in uh, Virginia so I'd have it for December and there's no trees near my house I live in, in east the east side of the front range in Colorado there's literally Evan can tell you there's not a single fucking tree that, within any distance of my house you gotta drive about an hour up into the mountains and so I, I just didn't make the time to do that so I hadn't practiced with the saddle at all and Perry had I didn't even set it up and Perry had decided that or he was telling me like oh yeah you should go use it and then I, I kind of came to the realization like I had no business trying to get into the woods with a saddle um without that repetition and I think that's the perfect segue into Perry and what his tip's going to be
0: yeah it really is because my tip for this segment is going to be specific to a saddle me as a first time bow hunter last year and first time using the saddle mobile setup to do that bow hunting I made the decision relatively late in the game towards the uh you know as deer season was approaching to do it but once it did I I went full send on it and started diving into it head first and one of the key things that I saw in every group every forum every you know post that I saw for guys that were were doing saddle hunting is make sure you practice on the saddle and make sure you shoot out of it and that's my tip because I was actually successful my first time out granted it was it was a good circumstance and I was hunting a piece of property I was familiar with and all of that. But opening day of archery season up there in Virginia, I shot that doe with my bow. And I think the reason why I was able to have success on that hunt was because I had spent a lot of time in my backyard, not only practicing with the saddle set up, but really practicing shooting out of the saddle. And for guys that are experienced archers or experienced, um, you know, mobile hunting, it's not gonna be anything they don't know. But for any of you guys that are out there that are considering a a mobile setup or a saddle setup with your archery equipment, it's different than shooting out of an elevated stand. It's one thing to shoot elevation and obviously you need to practice shooting from elevation, but it's another thing that, you know, you guys are going to are gonna learn if you haven't already with your saddles is that it's different to shoot from the saddle setup than just shooting from a, uh, you know, a lock on stand or a climber or something like that. And so I spent a lot of time in the backyard practicing the different shots, practicing the different angles, Um, you know, the the easy shots, the difficult kind of behind the back shots, and um I think it really made a big difference for me and why I was able to have success with my bow this year.
1: Yeah, I think to like summarize y'all's two, because they're so you know, hand in hand, it's just making sure you know your gear and you train that shit. Um, not just shooting from the saddle, but like how many times I remember you would call me and tell me, like, oh, all I was doing today was just, like, setting the saddle up, setting it down, climbing, dropping, like, and just running that repetition and then running it through the day several times, and, like, now can you do it when the lights are off? Um, so trying to do it at night and be quiet, you know, not early morning, excuse me, but, like, being quiet while you're doing it. You add in those extra variables, doing it when your hands are numb. Like, so you got you to gotta train and practice and build that repetition early on, preseason, so then during the season when it matters, you're not blowing hunts because you're inexperienced.
0: You're hundred percent correct. And I logged, I mean, I don't know. I didn't, I kind of lost, lost count, but I, I felt like I got a good bit of time out of the saddle hunting in the saddle this year. And I still, it was almost like every sit, there was still some sort of minor, you know, fuck up or, or goof that I would do that just would make it slightly less efficient, whether it was when I was actually climbing in the tree or getting set up or, you know, having a deer come in and trying to get set up to take a shot. I, I certainly made plenty of mistakes when I was actually in the woods hunting this season, but I can't imagine how much worse it would have been had I not spent the hours ahead of time, even though it wasn't, you know, again, I I didn't commit till relatively close to deer season, but I, once I did, I spent a good bit of time practicing, like you said, after dark, low light conditions, putting on the entire, the entire setup, as Evan alluded to with the backpack, the hunting clothes, with your entire saddle kit, your bow climbing the tree, practicing the shots to make sure that, you know, you try to get as efficient as possible. And for anyone out there, it's, it sounds obvious and it's something that I'm sure a lot of guys do, but if you don't, it'd be well worth your time to do it. Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's, it's really important. And it's something I don't think we, I know I don't do it enough, setting up all my shit, but uh, rolling into my tip, my tip is pretty simple, um, but I'm assuming that, pretty much everybody that's listening right now has lost shit on hunts and in the woods. You drop something out of a tree stand, you dropped it out of your pocket, whatever. Um, in the army, it's the same way. Like you lose gear all the time. You, I mean, I can't tell you how many pocket. I don't buy nice pocket knives anymore. Cause I lose them all the time. So what, what I've started doing, I started this a couple of years ago is I take the, uh, fluorescent like blaze orange duct tape that you can buy at Walmart or wherever. And, I'll just tear off little strips. And so anything that I have that I might drop out of a tree stand or fall out of my pocket, all my like little shit. I just kind of mark that with some of that orange tape. And I can tell you what, when you drop that out of your tree stand, you can see exactly where it is. And it just makes a big difference, especially because like all the hunting shit you buy is camouflaged. Usually um, I'll put a little strip around my hunting knife. It's the other thing is like, how many times I know I'll be a gut, you know, and you're, you're gutting a deer and you set the knife down and you're in tall grass or some shit and you're looking around and you're like, fuck, where's my knife? You got to look for it. Same with like the sheath. So I'll I'll wrap each of those things, uh, with the orange tape and it it makes a big difference. Uh, the other thing with tape. So on like my Nalgene or I'll use my trekking poles on a backcountry hunt, I'll take on one trekking pole, I'll take duct tape and I'll have a, a half strip of duct tape and I'll just wrap it continuously around the pole. And that way I have tape right there. That's ready to go. And I'm not carrying a whole fucking roll of tape. I'll do that with duct tape and I'll do that with a type of tape that's called Luco tape. That tape is uh, it's a medical tape, but it's really versatile. I actually used it, I just used it to patch my down uh, my puffy jacket, my hunting jacket. That I, I got a tear in it, and so I slapped that on there. It's very this adhesive is very strong, but it's flexible and it's great for blisters, all sorts of shit. It's what I keep in my med kit as well. So Leuco tape and then duct tape, and then wrap it on either like your Nalgene or you can wrap it on your knife handle or wrap it on your, uh, your trekking poles and then use your bright orange tape for, to mark all your sh- little shit that you might lose. I
2: think that's a great tip, Luke. And it goes into, uh, I think there's a lot of layers to that, you know, for example, on my ATV, on my four wheeler that we use, not just for, for hunting, but for work around the farm, I keep a machete in there. And I didn't use orange tape, but I just right around the, right above the handle on the part of the blade that you don't use. I just hit it with a little bit of, uh, the bright orange spray paint. It's the same principle. Um, and it works great for anything that you're going to keep on your ATV or like walking sticks or just any little tool that you might be using in your preseason prep, your, your off season prep. You know, I, I think that's a phenomenal tip and it's definitely something,
0: uh, I've used and it's, and it's come in extremely handy. It's something that I actually haven't done much of. And I'll tell you, I was talking about all the mistakes I made trying to figure out the saddle. There were a couple of times this year hunting mobile out of the saddle that I dropped things. I remember one time I dropped a flashlight. Uh, One time on my way up to the tree, early morning, still dark, I actually dropped my uh, my fucking – my rope for my – my hoist rope for my bow. And luckily, it's just the old school – kind of it's just you know it's reflective Um, it's got the reflective rope so I was able to like go back and find it with my headlamp but there were there were a couple times I dropped stuff out of the tree this year and struggled to find them at first and had I wrapped them in that orange like you're talking about it would have been a lot easier that's definitely something I'm going to do
2: yeah and to to piggyback on the tape thing something I just thought about and I use this for my job Um, I work at night a lot and so I use a rope at night. There's a lots of things I do at night. And what I'll do to find, because operating under night vision goggles, you have to focus those goggles when you're operating in close or far. And so you're constantly going back and forth if you're doing um, things within arm's reach. And so to eliminate that hassle and to just make things more fluid, I've started, a lot of guys will use tape as like a feeler gauge. So like one end of your rope or the part you're going to attach put a little tape loop or put a little tape tag and I was thinking about with my saddle that I might do that you're talking about doing that prep when you're in low light conditions Luke you know most people go into the morning hunt while it's still dark or that's turkey's deer or whatever and you know that could be a tip when you reach into your dump pouch for your tether line or whatever if you have a specific end you want to go around the tree first or depending on what kind of um like the my ladder setup That could come in extremely handy so you have those ends with a little tape tag that could kind of identify that in your dump pouch under low light conditions
1: yeah that would be i used uh knots in my uh hoist rope when i had to use my summit climber because climbing down to fort benning um with those tall yellow pine trees like if it's dark it's kind of hard for you to tell how high you're getting um in those low light conditions and so i would you know, have my bow or my rifle on the ground and I would climb up, up into the point, you know, I, it got taut right at that, that little knot that I had. That's when I knew like, okay, now I'm stopped climbing, you know, tie in and then hoist my shit up. So like you could do the exact same thing with a tape tag. Um, That that makes a lot of sense. I, I like that tip. I might have to do that on some of my shit. The other thing with the tape that's good is, you know, like the three of us, like when you're at a camp with a lot of guys, I'll, there's going to be overlapping gear Um, knives, you know, fucking whatever, you know, flashlights. Like there's only, you know, there's a lot of guys that have the same shit. And so when you mark your shit a certain way, it just helps. Hey, that one's mine. That one's, you know, just delineates who's, is who. So we've had to do a bunch of that shit growing up. Cause usually, you know, when we got gifts, we'd all three get the same fucking thing. So we'd all have the same hoodie and the same knives and the same flashlights and the same, whatever the fuck else. So.
2: Yeah. I, I keep, man, I keep, a roll of electrical tape, a roll of gorilla tape and a roll of just cheap duct tape in my truck, in my hunting bag, at the hunting cabin, in my garage, like in everywhere in my house, man, because it's just so, it's so helpful. It's so beneficial and it's so versatile. You can do so much with it, man. It's like it, I don't want to <laughs> beat the tape horse to death, but I I think it's extremely like, it, it's one of those pieces of kit. that's an absolute necessity. And I don't think you need all three necessarily for like your, you know, your, super long day hikes and, and backpacking ventures. But like you said, Luke, the wrapping your, your trekking poles, man, that's a phenomenal idea. That way it's not adding that much weight and it's right there. And then it's not taking up any room in your pack. I think that's an absolute phenomenal, phenomenal tip. And uh, you know, I a a lot of guys will do that around their mags, like, um, or just anywhere on their kit for stuff in the tactical world to where you're not keeping a roll of tape in your pocket. Cause it, it, you know, a roll of fucking duct tape is big. A roll of electrical tape is, is pretty large. So I think that's a phenomenal tip on the trekking and pole Yeah. It, it's
1: good. Cause having it on your water source or whatever, So like the Leuco tape, you know, I keep a roll where I just like peeled it off and then just rolled it in my med kit. That's in my bag, but having it right there, like let's say I'm away from my ruck or like something happens, like I can at least, you know, and I peel my arm open or some shit, I at least have something there very quickly that I can try to, you know, do some sort of quick field expedient, you know, bandage. And Leuco tape is awesome. I got that tip. Shout out to uh, Aaron Snyder from Kafaro. He talked about Leuco tape and I ordered like, it's cheap as fuck. I ordered like 15 rolls and I keep some everywhere. I put them in all my med kits. It's just a really heavy duty medical tape and it's got some really great adhesive and it's good for a bunch of different shit. Um, So, yeah, that's a, that's my tip. Do a quick recap. Evan, what'd you have? Quick summary.
2: Yeah. So my tip today was your gear shakeout. So what I mean by that again is just any piece of new equipment you get, even if it's, you know, you're, you've been a saddle hunter for life, but you got a new saddle, just throw that thing on before you go out in the woods, try it out, see what's different about it. See what's new about it. See what the changes are going to be for that system. And I think it'll save you a lot of headache in the moment, no matter what piece of a gear that is, whether it's from the most extravagant, expensive piece to the smallest little rifle swing. I think it could be a a massive headache saver.
0: Yeah, I agree completely and piggybacking right off of that is the saddle hunting uh, phenomenon, as we all well know is, is gained a lot of traction. And so for any guys out there that haven't tried it yet, one, I would encourage you to try it. But two, if you do, even if you're an experienced archer or you consider yourself, um, you know, someone that gets a lot of practice, make sure you get out there, you get up in the tree in your saddle and practice all the different shots that you think you might um the different situations you might find yourself in when you're actually in the woods hunting it was something that i know paid off for me big time it's obviously pretty straightforward you know most guys probably do it anyway but when it comes to just trying something new in general always best to put the time in on the front end get comfortable and that way when it comes crunch time and it's november and you got that deer that hopefully nice buck staring you in the face you're uh, you're comfortable taking the shot
1: yeah, that's absolutely great advice. Uh, to wrap up mine, kind of kind of two parts, I guess it's all revolving around tape, but uh, using that orange, bright orange, uh, blaze orange duct tape to just mark all your little things that you might drop, knives, uh, your release, uh, you know, headlamp, flashlight, anything that could fall out of your tree stand or fall out of your pocket. Because if you're going back to retrace your steps, just being able to see that it is really nice. If you want to go a step further, it's very expensive, but there's something called glint tape which uh, is kind of glows in the dark and has some reflective uh, properties to it. It's pretty pricey, but that, that'll really help in the dark as well. Um, And then just for your kind of like how you bring tape into the backcountry or into the tree stand or whatever, just find something you can use your Nalgene, you can use trekking poles, you can use the end of your knife or even a flashlight, like whatever, but you just take the tape that you want to use so like gorilla tape or duct tape, heavy duty, and then wrap it. Uh, just several wraps around, so you've got a decent stretch of tape right there uh, at your at your disposal. And then also, I told you guys about Luco tape. I think it's L. Don't quote me on this. L E U K O something like that. That'll get you there through Google. And uh, it's just a really high end medical tape, pretty cheap, but it's great for a myriad of things. And definitely have it in your med kit, and then have it handy for patching, you know, pants, fucking jackets, whatever.
2: Yeah, and on that, something I just thought about, Luke. Um is throw a buddy tab on the end of that when you're wrapping it. That way, if it sits in your pack in the heat for a month and a half off-season or whatever, that adhesive doesn't glue to it, so you're trying to find the end or peel to it. So basically what I mean by a buddy tab is you just take the end and fold it over on itself. It can be as small as a 16th of an inch, an eighth of an inch, whatever. Just a small little tab that's easier to grab, easier to find when you need that tape quickly. Maybe you have one hand or something like that. Yeah, it's solid shit right there.
0: All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up for this episode of Tuesday Tips, guys. Um, give us your feedback. Let us know your thoughts. If you have any ideas for tips that you'd like to hear discussed or have any tips of your own, feel free to send them over to us. And um, until then, catch you next time.
1: Tune in next Tuesday for another segment of
2: Just the Tip. To do